0: What is critical thinking, and how should Christians think about thinking? This is On Life, A Unified Heterogeneity with Jamie Sinclair, Episode 2. Hey y'all, I hope you are well. Uh, Thanks so much for just the the many of you who've been uh, listening, subscribing. Uh, Please, I want to invite you to continue to submit thoughts, submit questions, Uh, save this number in your phone. Under uh, under contact, just lift it, listed as like On Life Podcast or Jamie Sinclair Podcast, the number is 315-566-0056. Uh, I really thank everybody who's been getting in touch with me. Some great ideas. I'm so excited for the tons of content we're going to cover in the coming weeks and months and who knows how long this will go on for. I, I know that over the past week, uh, a couple of times I was excited enough I considered recording and and publishing more episodes at a faster pace. But I think I want to try to shoot for weekly and just try to put out quality content, something you can rely on. So enough of that. Uh, Oh, uh, some housekeeping. If you're listening to this at jamiesinclair.com, that works great. But I do want to encourage you, uh, podcasting apps are super useful and easy to use. Uh, This podcast should be easily discoverable on Google Play or on the Apple Podcasts app. Uh so search for On Life Jamie Sinclair, you'll find it. Subscribing there makes it really simple. I podcast a ton. Uh yeah, so hopefully that medium works well for many of you. So today I want to talk about metacognition. That's the title of this episode and meta means about the thing itself. Almost a self awareness of sorts. And cognition means the process of knowing and reasoning and awareness, basically thinking. So metacognition is thinking about thinking. Today, we have a dearth of good thinking, Uh, a, a crisis or a critical lack of good thinking. It's probably not unique to today. I suspect it's unique to. Fallen humans, so it's probably pervaded the ages. But uh, why do we think poorly? Sometimes we think poorly because of defensiveness. Uh, instead of being open to to learning and changing the way we think, we just kind of buckle down and defend it. It's it's just it's part of that root of pride that's within us. Uh, sometimes it's deceit. We 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 purposefully follow poor lines of thinking in order to win sympathy, in order to win arguments, in order to win elections. It's really easy to find bad thinking when you look at uh, U.S. politics. Generally speaking, though, bad thinking is just, it's laziness. Uh, I, I think oftentimes it's it's not particularly uh, malintended. It's just bad thinking because we don't care enough to put in the hard work to think well. So a couple simple examples of just some really bad, obviously, uh, poor thinking, hypocritical thinking. I tend to lean uh, conservative, libertarian, so I, I'm, I'm often especially critical of Republicans because of the two major parties, I kind of lean Republican, but I'm so aware of the, the many problems, and there's like a bajillion. Uh, one that drives me absolutely nuts is the fact that when Barack Obama was president, Republicans harped on spending like it was the crisis of the ages, which I actually I think there there is a lot to that. But then immediately, when Donald Trump got in office, it's it's almost like spending and deficits is a non-issue. Uh, not to say that there aren't some who are still noting it as a problem, but we've been spending crazy amounts of money, and I'm not talking about the recent uh, programs because of the shutdown. That's really a pretty different conversation. I'm talking like last year, 2019, 2018, the economy's doing well and we're still running budget deficits of hundreds of billions or even a trillion dollars. People aren't even talking about. It. that's just that's I think at the top, it's deceitful thinking. Um, it, it, purposefully sending poor thinking in order to just, yeah, win arguments and win elections. At the bottom, though, I know a lot of people who are up in arms 10 years ago about spending. And don't even think about it now. That's just lazy thinking. Um, I also recall, and this just happened over the past like month or two, so it's kind of fresh in my mind. Uh, it's, it's the accusations that came against uh, Joe Biden regarding uh, sexual harassment, even assault actually, in the 90s uh, by a woman named Tara Reid. I'm not interested right now in trying to explore the details and figure out how credible she is, and things like that. Needless to say, fairly credible, worked with him, seems to have some people she shared it with at the time. There's something to it. Uh, it's not my particular focus, journalistic focus, to try to explore the, the depths of that and try to figure out what's going on. But I've been, I shouldn't say shocked, because I kind of expect such terrible, hypocritical, lazy thinking but the res the the response to these allegations has been categorically different than the response to the ones by Blasey Ford uh, against Justice Kavanaugh. What is this? Almost two years ago now. Uh, when those allegations came out, before really much was known at all, there were headlines and calls for massive investigations. And very quickly, as details began emerging, uh, you know, he he should step aside, somebody else should get numbed. Like, just very quickly, conclusions being jumped to by whole swaths of the American public. This new allegation comes out recently against Biden. Most of the media was like, mum for a month. Like, it just... Such deceitful thinking at the top, and many people, even once they find out, they're kind of like, nah, it's just lazy thinking. And and so we just see a lot of bad thinking today. Those are two simple examples. You could probably think of 50 more, and I'm not trying, I I tried to purposefully pick an example from each uh, broad political camp because, although I have many political opinions, and we may get into some of them in this podcast in the future, right now my point is to talk about thinking, not any particular politics. So what is critical thinking? Maybe you've heard that term before critical thinking. Uh, I I came up with a simple definition, simple is probably the wrong term. Actually, it's actually multifaceted and we'll walk through it slowly over the course of the next several minutes. Uh, the definition is this, a purposeful, rational, and open-minded thinking process of questioning, learning, evaluating, and drawing conclusions and continuing this process to improve these conclusions purposeful. So when we lack purpose in our thinking, intentionality in our thinking, it often means we are thinking in a reactive way, a short-sighted way, a self-centered way. And and so critical thinking really is a thinking that's somewhat aware. I want to think well about this. Let me take a moment and think well. There's some metacognition actually involved in critical thinking itself, an awareness that I need to think purposefully in order to think well in this moment. Secondly, it's rational. Um, Emotions are not bad. God made us emotional beings. God is emotional. We should celebrate emotion. But emotions can very easily cloud our thinking. To think well, we need to discipline ourselves in order to have some element of dispassionate consideration in our thinking process. Otherwise, we may be blinded by our emotions. I think this is pretty obvious to all of us, but it's included in the definition here because it's an important part of critical thinking. It needs to be purposeful and it needs to be rational. Like, just think about the logic. Does this make sense? Do, do two and two equal four regardless of what I feel like? To quote one popular figure, facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, not to say feelings don't matter, but there's an element of critical thinking where we have to set aside feelings and in a dispassionate way say, what makes sense? What's what's good rational thinking here? Next, it needs to be an open-minded process. Without open-minded, open-mindedness, we may discard a good conclusion before we begin looking for it. Poor thinking happens especially quickly when we begin with a conclusion already in mind. We are amazingly creative and can fairly easily fit most data together to support whatever end we want. So we need to be honest with the information we have and draw good conclusions, not desired conclusions. Um, real quick clarification. Truth exists and we must pursue truth. Sometimes people say open-minded as, as almost like a, oh, we can never know anything. And, and it, very much in like almost this postmodern sense. When I say open-minded, I just mean like open to, to recognizing I don't know everything Maybe I am missing some information and I'm open to receiving new information and making different conclusions based on that information. I mean like literally what it says, but I, I want to clarify, I do not mean some sort of weird post-modern, you know, so open-minded your brains fall out type thing to uh, reference some comic I, I saw once. Uh, so we do need to pursue truth. That's the point of critical thinking is to 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 pursue conclusions, but it needs to be an open minded process. Okay, so it's a purposeful, rational, and open-minded thinking process. Uh, I, I like I like I, I put the word pro- process here because good thinking is rarely instantaneous. You know, one good observation or maybe even the conclusion might come together in a specific moment, but good thinking happens as we expend effort over time. It's work, it's a process. Um, So it's a purposeful, rational, and open-minded thinking process of questioning, learning, evaluating, and drawing conclusions. Questioning is pretty self-explanatory, but learn how to ask good questions, practice. By the way, this is super helpful in just meaningful conversations with other human beings. Uh, ask genuine questions, uh, not just leading questions or rhetorical ones and ask in order to listen and learn, which moves into the next word, learning. There's so much I don't know, uh, but I'm eager to know more. Be eager to hear people's stories. Be eager to learn about history and technology and other languages and much, much more. The more we learn, the better we are able to draw good and accurate approaches and conclusions. Okay, so it's questioning, learning, evaluating. When we consider something, we ask, learn, and evaluate, or, or consider what we're taking in. We process, we synthesize, uh, we're, we're subjecting things to, to logical rigor and we're trying to add things together and make things make sense. That's an important part of this process. Again, don't just react to something you learned, but hold it with all the other stuff we know from uh, basic, you know, g- good logical patterns, avoiding logical fallacies, various data that we've gathered on a particular topic, and let's put it together and evaluate. And then we use that in order to draw conclusions. Unfortunately, there are times when we are never able to draw a strong conclusion. Um, you know, if if we're debating something like the uh, oh oh, I'm failing to recall the, the 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 bay. I feel like it starts with an A H in Vietnam. There's like that that ship that got struck by some sort of explosive, uh, a boat with explosives on it, and it's like, who caused this explosion? Like, some of those historical things, or, or even, like, what somebody said last week. If, if you weren't there, actually, more than if you weren't there, because our memories can be so sketchy, it's like, if you don't actually have audio recording, sometimes you might never be able to remember exactly what was said last week. So there are times when we cannot draw strong conclusions in a moment, but truth does exist, and good thinking will pursue that truth. And, and when a particular uh, like strong and clear conclusion to the specific question cannot be ascertained within the present constraints, we still can draw conclusions in light of the facts we've learned. Uh, maybe it's just some lessons learned moving forward. Or, or, or maybe it's a, we don't know everything, but we do know X, Y, Z. Like regardless of what Q is. or or some other variable. We might not know that, but regardless of what it is, we know X. Uh, Occasionally, you can draw some conclusions like that in a situation. Okay, an important final part of this definition is the last independent clause. So I'm going to read the whole definition again. We're pretty much through it. Critical thinking is a purposeful, rational, and open-minded thinking process of questioning, learning, evaluating, and drawing conclusions and continuing this process to improve these conclusions. Good thinking continues. Maybe not with the same intensity and focus, but with the same kind of open-mindedness and uh, openness to, oh, some new information came along. I'm ready to reevaluate and draw some better conclusions, hopefully. Like, it's a process. In, In many ways... Good critical thinking somewhat parallels the, the, the simple scientific process of drawing a conclusion or a hypothesis, creating a hypothesis, testing that thing, and then going back and you know there's the cycle of continually trying to improve until you have really uh, a, a trustworthy hypothesis that you can pr- uh, publish for peer review. I don't think things really turn into laws anymore, but certainly over time, as it's subjected to more and more rigorous examination, it becomes more and more trusted. It, it's It's a process that leads to, hey, here's a conclusion we can really put some stock in. It's the same way when we're thinking. Our conclusions are only worth putting stock in them if we're thinking well, and we're we're subjecting our thinking to this good, healthy critical thinking process. So this podcast, I'm a born-again Christian. I'm guessing most of you guys listening are born-again Christians, and a big part of what I want to talk about is uh, things that interest me, which is pretty much everything, hence On Life, Uh, but I want to talk about this heterogeneous subject matter, this uh, varied and and often unrelated and, and different kinds of things. I want to talk about them in a way that's very unified in this. Every area of life is to be subject to the lordship of Christ or submitted to the lordship of Christ. And and that includes our thinking. God created us as thinking beings. Our reasoning is a faculty we possess, not by accident, but by his good design. May we glorify God in how we think. Um, you, You may have heard this saying, anything worth doing is worth doing well. Uh, that's not in Scripture, per se, and, and certainly there are moments when uh, we just whip something together and that's perfectly acceptable, but the, the principle in general is, is a good principle and it really gets at something we do see in Scripture. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, a verse I memorized when I was young, it was a favorite of my mother's, uh, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. Amen. Um, Oftentimes, we have tasks, and we just need to get the task done for ourselves, get the task done for somebody else, maybe a boss, maybe a friend, uh, but, but Colossians 3 says, all of those things, don't just do them for a friend, don't do them for your boss, do them for Jesus. Do them as, as well as you can, do it in a way that honors the Lord, like there, there's a principle of, hey, if, if God's given you an opportunity, if he's given you a gift, use it wisely, use it well, be good stewards of that thing. Um, in Matthew chapter 25, we read a parable that Jesus shared, the parable of the talents. And I'm not going to read the totality of the parable right now. Um, if, if you're unfamiliar, I would encourage you, grab a Bible, open to Matthew 25, I think it's in the middle of the chapter, <clears throat> we see the parable of the talents. But uh A master gives one servant five talents, and by the way, a talent is an amount of money. One five, one two, and one one. And he goes away for a while. And when he returns, the the, the one who had five talents of money, a massive sum, by the way, like millions of dollars, um, the one with five talents said, look, master, I've taken the five talents, and I've invested it, and I have ten now. And the master says, well well done. Um, and, And then the next servant comes, and he had two, and now he's got four. And the last servant came. And he has one and he just, he buried that one. And he's like, oh, here's the one that you gave me. I didn't want to mess anything up because I know you're a hard master. And and the master's like, why don't you at least put it in the bank to earn some interest? Like you had something, you had an opportunity and you just, you buried it. You you missed it. And and the point for us is not simply to use our money well and to invest our money and allow money to make money. It, It goes way beyond that to what has God given you? Maybe you have no money, but but do you have a voice? Do, do you have the ability to, hands and feet like to, to carry something? Do you have a uh, you know the ability to make art or cook food or build buildings or like run fast? like how can you use these various things for God's glory to to serve the Lord to serve the people around you? And when you're serving somebody around you, don't just serve them, but serve them like you're serving, God Himself. That means you're going to do your best. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. At the very beginning, we looked at some of the uh, some of the major reasons we think poorly at times: um, defensiveness, deceit, laziness. Uh, I, I think for any of us who've been following Jesus for any amount of time, we realize whoa, those are not good motivators. Uh, let us humble ourselves. Good, good thinking really happens from a place of humility. Um, there, there are lots of passages we could look to to talk about humility, but I want to look briefly at James chapter four. In James four, verse six, uh, we see a, 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 a line that's quoted several places in scripture. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then just a few verses later in verse 10, James writes, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. As we think humbly, as we seek to, to learn and to, to grow and to make good conclusions, but then when new information comes, be open to making different conclusions. Like That process requires a lot of humility, and that's a beautiful, good thing. God like meets us in our humility. God will, as we humble ourselves before the Lord, he exalts us. It's, it's, it's all about Jesus, so I want to call us, let's humble ourselves before the Lord. Let's humble ourselves in the way we think, as we think well for the glory of God and let's work hard. That includes the hard work of thinking well. Uh, There's another passage I memorized as a child, a favorite of my parents. In Proverbs chapter 6, we we see this uh, a a great uh, analog for us as we work hard. It's the ant, kind of an object lesson from nature. Proverbs 6, verse 6, Go to the ant, you slacker, Observe its ways and become wise. Without leader, administrator, or ruler, it prepares its provisions in the summer. It gathers its food during harvest. How long will you stay in bed, you slacker? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest, and your poverty will come like a robber, your need like a bandit. Hard work is good. God created us to work hard. God's given us lots of gifts, lots of opportunities, lots of resources. Uh, I I don't know exactly what each one of us has. We we all certainly have different gifts, different numbers of talents. We have different abilities, different callings. But I know this. At some level, we are all intelligent beings. God is calling us to love him with all of our minds, as well as as our, our heart, soul, and strength. He's given you a mind, an ability to think, an ability to reason, and I know at some level it'll look a little bit different for each one of us, but I want to call us all to step forward in thinking well, to embrace critical thinking, Not, not to fall prey to defensive thinking or deceitful thinking or lazy thinking or anything else that might derail that healthy process, but to think well for the glory of God. One more time as we close, wrap this up. I just want to recite the definition I have here for critical thinking. Critical thinking is a purposeful, rational, and open-minded thinking process of questioning, learning, evaluating, and drawing conclusions, and continuing this process to improve these conclusions. Let's think well for the glory of God.